Is it that time again? Uh, I'm guessing so. Is it another welcome to Crazy Careers to Consider? Yep, another Crazy Careers to Consider. The podcast about unusual jobs and careers that are out there. As usual, I am your co-host, Zen. And I am Tim. And today, Zen once again has come up with another crazy job uh, for us to discuss. And this one is cartoonist. You know of them, you see them in newspapers, things like Peanuts and Calvin and Hobbes. But there are a lot of other career paths um, that are becoming to a cartoonist, which doesn't involve a newspaper, where you can be self-employed and don't even need to leave the house to have a, a living, making a living at this. Well, that sounds absolutely perfect. Uh, but if you want to find out more, you're going to have to listen to our sponsor message first. Help! I Need a New Career Podcast is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs, and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Cartoonist. So should we talk about the traditional cartoonist and what we're, what we're specifically talking about? Sure. Um, so I think mostly everyone is probably familiar with a traditional cartoonist. I think if you, um, grew up in maybe, I, I mean, even still in the newspapers, but back in the, well, I grew up in the eighties. There's always mm-hmm. the back page of the newspaper that had all the comics. I used to go to my grandma and grandparents house, grandma, grandma and grandpa's house. And they used to read the newspaper and then hand me that back page. And that's what I would look at when I ate breakfast in the morning. You know, it's like those, like, like I mentioned, Calvin and Hobbes, mm-hmm. peanuts, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, same thing here. This is like tr- I think of the more traditional cartoonists are the th- when people think of like <clears throat> the black and whites, and on the weekend, you, mm-hmm. um, when the when all the ad- I always was rummaging through the ads mm-hmm. not to get to the ads. I was trying to find right. the color the color funnies. Right, and there's also there's also the other ones too, like outside the newspapers. If you if you read um, like the New Yorker, there's there's cartoons in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. there's like it, it just yeah. in traditional print basically. Yeah, there's a ton of them. So how do you get? I mean, how do you get into a career like this? So I, I can actually speak. To, I mean, I kind of speak to this because maybe I have a weird like court of different people that I've known over the years. Um, there's two types of, actually one specifically that I've seen is that when I was in college, one of the people who was wrote for what they did was they wrote for the college newspaper and they created a cartoon. They recepted and they got in and they worked as a regular cartoonist. Um, this was Ohio state university. Uh, their newspaper was called the lantern. And be from that, he actually, Learned that you you could see his art change over the years. Mm-hmm. You could see his sense of humor change over the years, and he really had this really um, great rhythm. Um, and then he learned how to work on a regular schedule, and from that he developed a fan base. And from there, he actually started submitting to different newspapers. Um, I believe he submitted what he had in the school newspaper, which actually didn't make it, but he also submitted some alternative ones that mm-hmm. he was t- t- developing, right. and he had. Over four years, that would be something like 800 cartoons to show him that he had a consistency and ability to push out that amount of work all the time. And then um, and then he found some following and he was able to go into like a couple local newspapers. Um, also, I've seen people go into just the local weekly 
what would you call it? The, in Orange County, we have the OC Weekly. It's just like a little community guide that mm-hmm. is something about where all the music is. Yeah. Um, you know, where the music venues are or what's happening this weekend. Like the local community guides. Yeah. And and getting into those and then slowly move, getting a fan base mm-hmm. and moving on to the other ones. Have you had any experience? I know that you come from, well, ABC kind of. Um, not, not so much experience like that. But I mean, the thing that's really interesting about this, I think, is this traditional comic or cartoonist mm-hmm. um it's almost like uh, my background is actually in in writing mm-hmm. um and i think if you submit you have to submit writing you know, materials or writing samples or, mm-hmm. or works to publications and that's how you actually get picked up so it can be kind of tough so i'm, I'm assuming that, that it's a little bit more like this kind of like you're saying you build up a portfolio mm-hmm. of uh comics or cartoons and you have to submit them mm-hmm. right so you'd submit them to a newspaper or a magazine or a publication and that's how they get picked up i know if i'm um, bringing up the new yorker again you can submit cartoons. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and, there, and there's a there's a call to it. You can go to their website, or I think it's in the magazine itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they they submit. They have poetry. They have short stories. They but they also have a bunch of cartoons. They're on like every fifth or tenth page mm-hmm. within the publication. So you can actually submit, and that's probably how you build up a portfolio too. Oh. I'm assuming because you can right. say if you're trying to break into that that field of traditional cartoonist. You might be able to say, "Oh, I've been featured in the New Yorker. Here's my here's the piece that was in there." Right. So I'm assuming it's kind of like a, a similar way of breaking into that field. It, it's I think it's the path of the artist. Right. I mean, you you develop a you develop a portfolio, and then of any artist, whether it's mm-hmm. a performing arts or um, paintings or something like that, you develop a portfolio, and you keep on going out, and you keep on trying to find that person who's who has the same vision as you are, and then they <clears> accept it. Right. Um, another path is. Uh, comic book artist, mm-hmm. um, which is similar but different. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have some familiarity with this. Um, if you go to a lot of the comic cons, um, all the comic book companies are always looking for new artists mm. and writers. And they will have uh, available to people um, where they do port. Actually, they're called portfolio reviews. Mm-hmm. And you go out and you show off your por- portfolio of artwork. Even I suggest you do this, even if you're not good, mm-hmm. because they will show, they'll like critique you. They'll critique you. Yeah. And they go, look, you know, this is, and I think they're always been very kind. Just like, mm-hmm. look, this is a very nice start. What you should start doing is you need to start doing this, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. And then if you develop that kind of style, you would, this is something that someone would be interested in. Mm-hmm. And then, People keep on coming back, and their artwork gets better and better and better because of the critique from the professionals. But then again, when there's some people come out with these portfolios that are just amazing, mm-hmm. they go, "This looks really good. We'd like to talk to you." Yeah, right, right, right. So they're, they're actually they're they're auditions. Mm-hmm. They're audi- they're cons- constructive auditions. Sure. One thing, well, one thing that's kind of cool about this too is that if you take uh, if you look at cartoonists, right, or or comics. Um, there's, there's, it's almost two layers to it, right? So there's the artistic ability mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think that's, that's one thing that's really, um, important with this, this career, this field, if you're going to, if you're going to pursue it, um, you want to come up with a style that's unique. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's, you've seen a lot, uh, the ones that really make it are unique, right? Mm-hmm. There's a unique style to the, the, um, the artistry, right? Artistry and story. But the story, that's right. the other part I was going to talk about too, mm-hmm. is that there's, there's another element to cartoonists or comics is that, that there's an actual story because mm-hmm. I've seen comics or cartoons that the artwork is brilliant, but the story is just not interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, well, I'm not going to follow this. I might look at the, the, the pictures, but that's it. Right. But if there's a really good story to it, I think that really ties it all together. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that's interesting about this is I think we're talking about the pathways to doing this. Um, 
I think you obviously, if you're going to be a cartoonist and there's another level of this, we're going to talk about, um, or another, another, um, medium to this. We'll talk about in a second, but you have to have a passion for art, obviously. Right. And passion for this. But uh, you know, to, to start off, you can, you can do this as a, as a free time passion mm-hmm. and then turn it into something. If you have the, the, the drive and the, um, you know, the want to, right. You know, so you can have your daily job, but then when you get home or, or on your breaks, you can tinker around and draw a little bit. Um, but kind of what you're talking about, Zen, I think a lot of these people take a path where you start off with your school newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get you build, start building up your portfolio. So once you have the, 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 the work that shows up in a newspaper, or even if it's a school newspaper, you can move on to the next level and say, well, I was featured in Ohio State's yes. publication. Then you move on to a magazine, and then you might be able to move on to any other format. Right. And, and it, it's a portfolio. You already have a portfolio of work. And you sh- because one of the problems with cartoons is, is that this is also something that you have to be aware of, is that you have to publish every day. And most of the cartoonists um, that are out there, I understand ha- they have a, um, a what is it? They, they have a buffer. So they at least have, it could be up to a month's buffer of cartoons before. So like if you're working today, this is, uh, if today's January 1st, this isn't going to be published until February 1st because mm-hmm. you want to have at least 30 days worth of comics ready to go. Right. Just in case you have family sickness, something happens, mm-hmm. you know, earthquake, whatever, that it can't get printed. Right. So that's one of the, or, or you can't get to your computer. And, um, so that's that's another way that this this field has mm-hmm. changed a lot. So you should be building up a backlog, though, right? Yeah. Even if you're even if you do have a steady job, it's like you almost want to churn out as many as you possibly can. Yeah, as you go, that way you just have a backlog of them that you can. Yeah, it's, you're a little bit of a factory, right? You're a little bit of a factory. That makes sense. Do you want Do you want to talk about the other? Um, oh, the other type. The other type. Yeah. So so um, actually, I'm actually familiar with this. I've met these artists as well. This uh, is actually really cool too. Yeah. So there's now a new. So traditionally, this is um, w- what we've been talking about is newspaper, um, like a new, if you want to work for a physical newspaper, medium, phys- physical medium. Um, but like uh, with the advent of technology, internet, and you know computers and such, people have been able to develop to to publish their self publish their own comics and continue to own it. Typically, when you go to a newspaper. Um, you, I, my understanding is the majority of them actually work with a company and then they try to syndicate it because eventually you turn mm-hmm. them into books. And so you, lots of people lose a lot of their rights. Some of them hold them closely like Calvin and Hobbes. Um, others of them, you know, if you want to make good money in that field, you know, you want to do merchandising. So they work with other companies and mm-hmm. you lose a little bit of your soul because you're selling the merchandising rights, you're selling this and you're selling that right. and you have little control as opposed to web comics. There's a lot of people who are devel- publishing their own web comics. Um, I- I'm going to l- list off for them. Um, be fully aware that some of these are maybe politically incorrect. They might be not safe for work slightly. Um, and, but that's why web comics work so well is right. because if it's in a newspaper, it has to be a family format. Right. If you are in a web comic, um, which is a self-published comic, you can take on controversial issues like, um, you know, sexuality, uh, gender politics, identity, gender, identi- gender right. identity, um, and, and not have to worry about the readers of the other sections of the newspaper. Um, one is and like, like we were talking about too, like newspapers will tell you, you might submit something like that and they might say, no, 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 no. And they'll reject it and they'll reject it. And you have to mm-hmm. come, come with something else, even if that's what you want to do. So that's, that's why another reason why this format is really 
really good. Right. Especially, and then also in the newspaper, if it's part of a storyline, you mm-hmm. had to rewrite that particular one because immediately, because all of a sudden your storyline is disrupted. Right. Most comics, lots of comics are um, individual, so it's by themselves and they stand alone. Um, a typical is like Garfield is a standalone, but mm-hmm. some of them, I don't know if you've ever seen something like Prince Valiant, where it's a long-term storyline. Um, that if there's one that's a little bit controversial, that has to be fixed immediately so it can be published. Right. So um, the ones I was talking about is something called questionablecontent.net, which is a a webcomic kind of like Friends and a coffee house um, in an alternate reality. Uh, There's one called xked.com, which is a kind of technology. You've seen this one, right? Yeah, Yeah. The technology comic. PVP Online, which follows a bunch of guys who work for a gaming magazine company. And last of all is Penny. This is the most not safe for work one is Penny-Arcade.com. <laughs> um, these guys do singular comics. Um, but talking about the game, ge- generally um, talking about the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. So each one of these people, some of them publish three times a week. Some of them publish daily. Um, some of them are single people. Some of them are actually, this is interesting. Same thing with newspapers is most people who start out a comic start out. They're the artist and they're the writer. Sometimes they mm-hmm. have pairings where some guys just, I'm a great artist. You're a great writer. Let's work together. Um, so let me see this one of those. Only one of them right now is a two per no, both two of them are a two person, uh, a job. And, um, these guys make a ton of money. They um they can make a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars or more. Um, they partially do Patreons. They also have advertisements through Google Ads. Uh, they also <clears throat> some of them run conventions, and because their conventions are in gaming, this is the P- Penny Arcade people. Mm-hmm. They are multimillionaires because they have put on essentially something the equivalent of Comic Con for mm-hmm. gaming, and they have three or four conventions that they run, and they um they spearhead and um, making hundreds mm-hmm. of possibly millions of dollars um, every year. Yeah, and it's it's a really it's really cool too because if you think about it in this term, it's 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 almost like um, a vlogger or a YouTuber, someone who owns a channel. Um, it's a it's a public domain that you control, right? right? So, kind of what Zen was talking about. There's there's less regulations or zero regulations really on what you what you put out there. Um, I mean, really, only thing that's going to happen is that people are going to not read it or they're going to read it, you know, right. based on on if they like it or not. So, you kind of control your own destiny with this format. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's a really and not that you would ever want to do this, but you could. This could be a part of your portfolio. Yeah. If you ever did want to go into the more traditional route, you can say I've run a successful web comic for X amount of years, and here it is, and there's and then you just have a link to it. it's easier, right? Um, and, but if you're making decent money, I don't know why you would want to do that unless right. you want to license it or you know become a become a little bit more um, traditional in that sense. But it, it's just um, you know it's a really great way. Again, uh, I think we mentioned this at the very beginning of the show. Um, you you can work from home, obviously doing this in your underwear. <clears throat> in your underwear, making comics. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, pretty pretty fantastic. Once again, I picked the wrong uh, living. I'm doing podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it really, if you have a passion for for drawing and you like cartoons, mm-hmm. um, it's a really easy thing. I wouldn't say easy, but it's an easy way for you to to do this. You can start. You can set up your own web comic. Right. You know, you obviously have to get people to come watch it, and that's another part of it, which is marketing it and making sure that it gets out there. Right. But it is something you can do. Like we 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 have our jobs 
if if I had any artistic talent whatsoever, which I don't, I could <laughs> just do this on my on as a side job when I get home. Right. You know, and then and then work on it. And then if that ever took over and I started making the money that you were talking about, I could seriously consider making a career. And for web comics, that is the career path that I've seen multiple times is that these people will start out, they do the web comics at home, they do it as a sideline. And then once this <clears throat> becomes more than fifty percent of their income, and you gotta remember, mm-hmm. if I'm make, making let's say forty thousand dollars and now I'm making forty thousand dollars on the side, yeah, it'd be nice to have eighty thousand dollars. But I'd rather work on comics and take the forty again, right. and then build the forty up to be eighty, right? Um, because that one grew so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, and and between the patreons where people will support artists, mm-hmm. throwing in fi- a cup of coffee, five ten dollars a year, mm-hmm. twenty dollars a year, um, and sales of sales of plushies, <laughs> t-shirts, and you know, it, there's just lots of revenue streams that you can get from doing right. something like this. And, and I do, I do want to mention too, I think, um, I, I, maybe I'm making it sound like this is the easiest thing to get into. Oh no. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I think, you know, I think some people will look at a comic and in some of the ones that Zen mentioned earlier, you might want to check those out. And just like normal comics, a lot of them are only four frames or, or eight frames long, you know, right. like a normal comic. Um, but but I think a lot of work and a lot of detail has to go into each one of those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, I'm going I'm to be a writer. I'm going to write on the side. I'm going to go work my day job and then write my novel at night. You know, and then mm-hmm. you look at that and it's this insurmountable task because novels are so long. Right. But I don't think this is – I wouldn't say it's so different. But, but you know, it, there is a lot of work that would go into it. So if you're considering it um, as, you know, something to do on your free time, right. there is going to be a lot of effort that goes into it. But I think once what we were talking about once, if that if it, if you are successful and it starts taking over fifty percent of your, you know, you can make fifty percent of your income that you make now, you might be able to consider doing this full time. Right. So the last thing that we have a I personally have a suggestion for you is that um, in being in a field like this, um, one of the things that you have to make sure of is that you give this at least a good one year to one year and a half try. I have been to so many conferences. I have spoken to so many experts. I've seen, spoken to lots of people who have succeeded in whether it's vlogging, blogging, um, podcasting, or, um, or, or comics. Is the first year, it's thankless if you're doing it self-publishing because the first year you're working on finding your voice and at the same time, finding an audience. Mm-hmm. And usually it takes at least one year to one year and a half to find that audience, um, find that audience that likes you enough. And then it's that year and a half, just as you're about ready, most people are ready to quit is when your audience starts to take off. So give it a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And make, if you if you tr- believe in your vision, make sure that you just stick to it every single day and do it for uh, a, a year and a half. And then that's the point to decide whether it's mm-hmm. this something that people are interested in right. or maybe they aren't interested right. in it. Don't give up at two months. Don't give up at three months. Right. You know, look at that year, long-term year and a half. Right. So. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to add on that too a little bit, kind of what we were talking about before. And maybe if you can, um, build up a bank of them. Mm-hmm. So that way, and then, and then that would be, that'd be the way I would approach it. If I was doing web comics, that's the way I would approach it. I would build up a, a bank of them mm-hmm. and then start and then start backlogging. And that way I could, once I had a bank of them, I could start publishing them daily. Yep. And it, almost like if you have a, a, a podcast or a blog, you know, you want to be able to keep up with that. Right. And, and that's the thing. If you're going to give it a year's amount of time, mm-hmm. you don't want to be beholden to the point where you get home from work or wherever 
and, and think, oh God, now I got to do a comic. Yeah. You, you know, if, if, if you have one of those days, it'd be better to just push something you already have yeah. backlogged and then you can start. Yeah. So like, um, actually even with podcasting that we do is like, you know, we try to have several, several weeks ahead of time is that, oh, this week we just not on or we don't have the right topic. Right. But then the following week we do two. But since we have three or four in the queue mm-hmm. that are already completed, we can push this out. So, right. Well, I think that's all the time we have for this podcast this week. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play. Um, last of all, before we leave, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu and you will not be disappointed. Once again, ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and bye. See you guys.